We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I just I just want you to do your humble brag for well, I mean just everyone. okay maybe six thousand is an exaggeration but I'd say for a long time I could at least remember details about you know some details about the drink like like what you what what happened when you first got on you said Boulevard and I say oh Kansas City and like oh I can tell you when I was there when I visited the Boulevard Brewery in Kansas City I had Tank Seven and I had a Love Child's uh, sour. Um, so like for, for most of the you know check-ins I had, I could at least remember a detail about them or two until yeah. the last thousand or so. And Wait, is it is it is it that you that there's too many like it's overload or is it like they just haven't been as good as the first? Oh time? no, too many. Too many. Yeah, I just can't remember all these now. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah he, Matt's memory has limits. I mean, he, he was, you know, when, before he got on anything, Tom was like, I've got a beer from Boulevard, and I just said, Kansas City. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not doubting your knowledge, because as I said last week, it's thoroughly impressive and continues to be. I, I just was like, oh, my God, that, that's hilarious. That yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, let's keep talking about beer since we're talking about beer. And uh, as Matt was saying, I'll kick it off this week. I'm drinking a Blue Money Blueberry IPA from Boulevard Brewing Company in Kansas City, Kansas. No, I'm just kidding. That's only what the former president thought. Kansas City, Missouri. Is Is it Kansas City, Kansas? Yes, I know. But that's not the team that won the Super Bowl. Oh. (laughs) You guys not remember that? I don't remember that. Oh, my God. I mean, didn't isn't it the Los Angeles Rams, the team that won the Super Bowl right now? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Trumpy saying in what was it, 2020 when uh when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And um he tweeted out something like, Congratulations to the great state of Kansas. Ah, classic. And he was the fucking president of this country. Yeah. Any anyway, real quick, you can see it's um hey. looking. And uh yep, I got the two jocks in it. Two jocks and a schlub glass. Shout out to Aunt Kayla, as Stella loves to say. Aunt Kayla, where's Aunt Kayla? That's that's yeah. like her new favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's okay. It's um it's definitely fruitier than I expected it to be. I'm curious, do you get an artificial flavor or no? I don't think so. 
Because unfortunately, when you get when you're a brewery that gets to scale size, and and um, I'll pick on Lining Kugel, uh, which I you know when I was getting into craft beer, I really really liked. I'll shit on them now because I'm a craft beer snob and say that well you know they're they're owned by Miller, um, but they make you know in, in the defense they make a lot of you know beer that people like. Um, but I remember touring their brewery right after I graduated college and like. Oh, they're like, oh, we're making the Blackberry Raz today. And it's like a driveway sealant bucket of like raspberry extract flavor. And it's like, oh, that just looks like chemicals you're dumping in and pretty much was. But, you know, again, shout out to Lion Google because I still remember at Lounge Leo, the bar I used to frequent when I was a college kid, um, always had sunset weed on tap. And man, that tastes like fruity pebble beer. That was delicious stuff. <laughs> so... R.I.P. Mike at Lounge Leo, uh, and uh, shout out to uh, the the Cleveland Old Man Bar crew. Did you break the streak tonight, Matthew? Oh yeah, I've I've been back drinking now, so um, (laughs) I'd say my my flavor and smell are gradually returning. Um, Nice, good. uh, Finally, today was the first day at work, and and for those who don't know, I work at a a dirt factory that takes a lot of compost from the area. Um, one of the odd results, side, side effect results of COVID was until today for the last week and a half, um, all of the mushroom compost you received just smelled like rotten eggs to me. And it was the, like the t- most terrible, worst thing. Like it just, oh, oh man, today was the first day that I didn't smell rotten eggs all day at work. Oof. Um, so I will take that as a sign that things are continuing to come back and my, uh, my taste is slowly returning as well. So I'm, I'm happy now I've got a beer, uh, as we were joking earlier, I'm drinking more and more weird stuff. Now I've got one called the Manhattan bound local F train from Finback brewery. Now I have, I have heard of, well, I've had a lot of Finback beers there in Queens. Um, never, never made it there, but they are, um, I'd say one of the better brewers in New York City that they just don't get the press that a lot of others do. So uh, I'd say they're almost as good as uh, someone like other half. They just don't get the press. Um, so happy to happy to try their stuff. They do occasionally have can drops down in the Philly area, and I'm always happy to pick up something fresh from them. So nice, pretty tasty. All right, two out of three so far ain't bad. Bob's <clears throat> got. Um, I'm, I'm back on my, uh, my treehouse stash, um, having my second can of, uh, I think one of the best beers I've ever had. Um, King, uh, Ju- King Julius with three J's and three S's. I now, almost grabbed that tonight. Yeah. I decided cause you know, it's already, I should have like, in terms of freshness, I was tempted to just drink both of them like right away, but I also wanted to have one for later, you know? Because that first one I had, it was like so fucking good. Um, but yeah, I decided, especially because I'm going to Europe on Saturday, I was like, gotta gotta drink this one before I go for sure. And uh, yeah, it's just it's really really good. I mean, so since you were talking about Untapped, so that one of the other features that you can go on Untapped is on the homepage, you can go into top rated beers, and you can look at the top rated beers locally. And then you can also, if you unselect nearby, you can look at the top 50 beers in the country. And so, Ethan, the reason I was really, really, really hoping 
that you went to King or you went to Treehouse that day is um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15th. King Juju Julius is listed as the 15th yeah. highest rated beer by all the neckbeard beer nerds on untapped out yep. there. So, and it's the highest rated IPA. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. So uh, that was pure luck. And then you, you mentioned, like I asked you and then I forgot. And then you mentioned that you were going and then I looked at the menu and I almost shat myself because <laughs> we got like three day old King Juju Julius. So. Yep. Uh huh. And the next day, I was picking it up from you in New Jersey. Yep. So, yeah, it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It's neat to see um, that list if you ever if you guys have the Untapped app and ever want to play around because um, there's definitely some some really good beers there. There's also beers on there though that I wonder if they're there only because they're hard to get. Um, mm, yeah. And, uh, you know, is it, is it as good as people say, or is it on there because it's just really rare? Um, kind of the novelty of it. Yeah. You yeah. know, well, it's uh, it's a flex. It's, it's like, um, you know, it's like NFL players showing off their money or rookies showing off their money when they get their signing bonus. It's like beer nerd saying like, Oh, look what I tried that you can't get like that. Kind of thing. <laughs> right. And you know, you know, you never want, no one ever wants to wait five hours in line to then get a beer that tastes shitty. So uh, there could be some artificial rating inflation there. <laughs> you know, right, you think about that. Oh, I spent five hours and this beer sucks. Like no one ever wants to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've been victim of that. I've, I've waited a couple releases just to get the beer and go, nah, that was a, that was a mistake. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Cool. I digress. <laughs> well boys i have something interesting and friend of the podcast devin conley if you are listening you'll have to keep listening but we're going to talk about football because football is starting and i have i have something really interesting for all three of us to talk about i think it's really interesting and fun and we'll talk about it in a second but before then we have some catching up to do um there's a there's a couple things that we should uh, we should talk about. Uh, okay, the first. Um, let's talk about uh, where do we want to start? Okay. Well, let me let me say this, brother Danny. Thanks for hunting down that article. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I'm actually really psyched to read it. Is this the physics one? The physics one from the University of Illinois, which is coincidentally, I believe. Ethan knows something from the University of Illinois. Yes, I actually, I was going to tell you guys this because yeah. the reason the reason I had texted Colin and asked to find it because for whatever reason I couldn't find it on Facebook again um, is because University of Illinois Physics Department is where my partner got her PhD. Now, she never took a class with this guy, but he is well known like um, as like the physicist who does baseball stuff. And we went to his website that night, actually, after I had talked to you guys about it. And his website is like crazy intense. He has done like all the crazy physics you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so anyways, we we might be able to get him on the pod if we wanted to. I don't know because of that connection. I don't know. Would we want to talk to a physicist about baseball? Yeah. It, yeah. Could be, it could be kind of fun, right? But yeah, uh, so say yes right now, Ethan, and we'll, we'll have majority. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm down. I think it'd Fuck be yeah. fun. Yeah. So 
I gotta, you know, we'll see. Uh, the connection helps, even yes. though even though she doesn't know him, but but it it's possible. And my understanding is that he's kind of a nice guy, and he clearly loves baseball to an uh, to an absurd degree. So, um, you know, it seems like he he could be the type of person that would talk to three randos and just so he can like talk excitedly about physics and baseball, right? Yeah, if he's got any publications, we can have him pitch it too, right? You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's interesting you brought that up too because um, so my partner and I had a whole long conversation that night about what we had talked about on last week's pod, about the ideas of of launch angle and exit velo and all of that kind of stuff, which we can talk about a little bit later if we want to, but um, like super interesting, really, I don't know, I think it's like super fun to think about all of that stuff and how it relates to sports. But um, in any case, yes, thank you, Brother Dan. And I thought that was awesome uh, that it was, because actually she had told me about him before and I can't remember if I had told you guys, but so I thought that was hilarious that, that that was the link he had found. <clears throat> well, I think it's destiny. He's got to come on now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so make it happen. All right, Don't hold okay. your breath, people. It'll probably be like five months until <laughs> it, it actually happens in Ethan time. Right. But... That's that's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right. So you guys know Pujols has been on a tear, right? Yeah. What was he up to six ninety four? Six. Yeah, six ninety four, six ninety. Yeah, he's. I think he's two away from a rod. Yeah. Um. So you know, last week we were talking about the media, and you know, kind of how fishy they can be sometimes, and they have terrible takes and everything. Well, I have railed, at least privately, on Barstool pretty hard in the past. Um, I don't know if we've gotten into it on this podcast before, but yesterday. There was from the starting nine, which is a MLB podcast hosted by Jake Arietta, who's obviously oh, wow. a Cy Young Award winner, and Barstool Cat Carl. I don't know who that is, um, but it's a Barstool podcast. And the headline for the either the article or the podcast where they're talking about Albert says, "This Albert Pujols hot streak feels fishy." <laughs> Okay. And it, like immediately, you know, former major leaguers, current major leaguers start commenting on it. Uh, Will Middle- Middlebrooks had one of the best ones. He said, this is comical. The juice must only work against left-handed pitching. He has a 1.231 OPS versus left-handed pitching versus righties. It's just a six point or 0.627. Yeah. And like he only plays against left-handed pitchers. <laughs> You know, like it's not like it's not like he's out there doing something crazy. They knew he could hit left hand pitchers. They knew he didn't have to play first base. They have the designated hitter. Like, why can't why can't we just enjoy something? Why does it have to be this angle of like Albert Pujols is on steroids or something like that? Like or the or he's juicing his bat or, you know, whatever. Like also steroids don't work like that. (laughs) Like. What did he just decide at the All Star break? Like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take yeah. some steroids. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, <laughs> mid season push. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, now, so dumb. Now, while you bring that up, though, I did, I did get go down a bit of a wormhole earlier with um, talked about it before. Baseball doesn't exist. Specifically, there, uh, it was the the article was entitled "Baseball Has a Steroid Problem Again." And it was in the context of Tatis. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, kind of picking apart 
yeah, he they they gave equal weight to that his excuse could be correct, but also it could be a, a load of bullshit. Um, it is a load of bullshit. It they talked through a couple different really interesting statistics. Number one, we're you know um, since I think 2017, 80 percent of positive tests have been Dominican players, and they talked about the uh, ease of getting steroids essentially. Imagine if we could just go to Walgreens and buy steroids. Like that's how it is in, in the Dominican. You don't need a, a prescription. You can just go to the store and get it. Um, so despite being only 10% of players in the league, they comprise 80% of steroid positive tests. Hmm. Um, the other thing that they brought up, which I forgot, is that the uh, MLB during the lockout couldn't test players. Um, right. So they're you know talking about that could be part of the uptick in, in positive tests. Um, and, uh, I, I didn't realize still that, um, how hard it is to test positive for HGH too. And they brought up that A-Rod was the only one who's ever been suspended for HGH, but he didn't actually test positive for it. Um, and even though the major leagues uses a more sophisticated, um, measure for detecting that it's still very, very hard to find. Um, <clears throat> oddly enough, they talked about, um, the protocols in the MLB or the NBA and the NFL and how comically bad they are. Um, yeah. And, and um, gets how, right. how easy it is to, to take HGH in the NBA because you're not allowed to be tested, uh, blood tested on a game day um, before your game. And what, if you are notified after the game, you have up to 90 minutes before you have to submit your sample. So, they talked about how you could set up a doping schedule where if you dope at midnight before the, the game um, and your game's at eight o'clock the next day, um, you've given yourself 21 and a half hours, 22 and a half hours at least before um, the blood test is able to be taken. And the NBA uses a less sophisticated blood test that couldn't have detected after 18 <clears throat> hours anyway. Yeah. Um, so interesting stuff there, but um, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't know what to think about Tatis because they kind of gave both sides some some credence, but uh, a lot of doctors kind of came out and said that that was a lot a lot of bullshit, um, and uh, that that steroid specifically <clears throat> used to be very hard to test for, and um, you know it gives mild performance enhancements. So uh, yeah, it, it looks pretty bad, and I forgot that forgot the Tatis. They had his whole shoulder dislocation five times in a season and refused to get the surgery the team recommended and then went home that off season and crashed his motorcycle and broke his wrist and didn't tell the team. I forgot all about, about all of that. And then when he was asked about his motorcycle crash, he said, which one? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, that kind of uh, opened my eyes. He's, he's got 340 million guaranteed. I bet the Padres feel kind of stupid now. It's super depressing. Uh, Kyle, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this, but it's because we didn't actually get into this on the pod yet, did we? Or, or, or in our, you know, privately in our, in our texting and anything. It's super depressing for baseball um, because it's, it's to Colin's point and, and what Matt was kind of saying too. In basketball and football, this shit just like never happens, right? We don't hear about it because people just don't care. And we've talked about this before, I think, on the pod. The idea that NBA and NFL players are totally clean is like the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life, right? And so for whatever reason, and when it comes to sports fans, they care desperately when it comes to baseball and, and they don't give a shit about, about uh, football and basketball. 
which is just really kind of frustrating the inconsistency of that. But we got to, you know, put that aside for now and just think from a purely baseball perspective, the fact that Fernando Tatis, one of the like most exciting, talented young players in the game, like made such a fuck has made a series of boneheaded moves, right? Um, it just doesn't look good. I mean, he he's supposed to be like one of the faces of the fucking sport for the next decade. Um, and so to have a year like this, multiple motorcycle accidents, not telling the team about it, then testing positive for steroids, coming out with a, you know, relatively lame excuse, right? And I mean, the thing about that, <clears throat> my thought on it, and this is pretty much like what, what Joe Paz uh, uh, talked about. And of course, you know, I pretty much always agree with him. But this idea that like, you know, and athletes do this all the time, right? Where well, at least baseball players, they'll be like, oh, it was by accident. I didn't know. I didn't know it was in this thing that I was taking. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, you're one of the greatest athletes in the world. You have you have like a private staff of medical people on your team. Like you're constantly being evaluated. Everything you are, everything you are imbibing, you fucking know, yeah. right? So this idea of of taking some sort of medicine and not knowing what's in it, it just it just seems it, it just seems very silly. That, that's the Barry Bonds mm-hmm. flaxseed defense. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know the flaxseed oil. No, you didn't. Like, yeah, and uh, and they did they did acknowledge that acknowledge that and baseball doesn't exist. They said um, all you needed to do was call your team doctor. Yeah, take exactly. Two minutes and be like, can I take this anti ringworm cream? And he'll be like, fuck no. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And so, <clears throat> so either one, he, he did that and was, or, and he knew that it had the pro, that it had the steroid and he was just hoping to get out, get away with it. Or, or two, he just like actively decided not to like ask the team doctor and to just take something from another doctor and just not even think about it. In which case he's being a fucking moron. Um, so like it, he looks bad regardless, I think. Um, and so there, so that's why, right? That's why it's just, it sucks for baseball. Um, cause the dude is so talented. He's so good. Um, I remember looking like, we don't realize this because he's, uh, um, he had like, what did he play? Kind of a full season last year. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, he's been, he's been up for like short stints. Right. But if you look, I'm going to pull it up right now. If you look at his 162 game average based on everything he has done thus far. So last year, 130 games, right? So not not quite what we would consider a full season, but decent. And then 84 games in 2019, 59 games in 2020. If you look at the 162 game average, uh, <clears throat> it's fucking. It was only a 60 game season, right? So yeah, but still, for our purposes, right, we don't count that a full season. Yeah. But 162 game average, uh, 125 runs, which is amazing. 33 doubles, which is excellent. Five triples, which is very good. 48 homers, 31 stolen bases, um, a 965 OPS, and a 160 OPS plus. That's his 162 game average so far in his career. He's fucking 22. Um, so the fact that all of this is happening, like the dude is clearly amazing. I mean, that those numbers, are, if he put up numbers like that for a few years, I mean, that's that's Pujols Trout Bonds level. Like that's that's incredibly good. Um, and so, yeah, just, just really depressing all around. Yeah. And that's where analytics can get you in trouble because he's never actually done it. That's, that's just projections. Um, also, especially baseball players, I think they need better crisis managers. Like the excuses they come up with are terrible, but I also think that there's a little bit of the Alex Rodriguez, what we were talking about, like him and Jeter and you know, that whole thing, like he's, he's 22 yeah right he's a kid you have have to you have to put that into 
I mean, say you're going to have your opinions no matter what, right? Like we're, we're not here to try to change people's opinions, but we are here to offer some context. And that is part of the context. He's a 22 year old person who's going to make some dumb decisions. I'm not excusing it. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying he does have a chance to rebound from this. Yeah, like, I think sure. there is there is a chance where he does turn into a Trouty or something like that and and can be serviceable and will be a really great teammate, but he's definitely dug himself a hole. And yeah. that's that's really sad because like you said, Ethan, like he's supposed to be one of the faces of baseball and he hasn't played the entire season. So yeah. I mean, as I said before, though, I never made any bad choices as a 22 year old. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's move to something funny. Have you, either one of you, seen the Jumbotron uh, thing that happened in Milwaukee the other day? With the ah, yes, I did. <laughs> you got You got to look it up. You got to look it up. It's hilarious. Um, so there's two parts to this. So there the you know, the board that like shows all the birthdays and the anniversaries and things like that at a game. And there's this one um, section that says, Mark, your friendship means the world to me. Let's not wreck it. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. if that wasn't bad enough, after the game is over, Christian, Christian Yellick tweets and he goes, we're down two in the eighth inning. The dugout looked up, saw this <clears throat> and said, Let's win. Let's win one for Mark. We got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> did, they well, uh, did they win? I have no idea. Uh, so, first of all, for Mark, that's a horrible, horrible way to be rejected. That sucks, poor guy. But getting shouted out by Christian Yelich is kind of cool. I don't know if it yeah. balances out the rejection, but um, and the style of rejection. I mean, holy fuck, really. So public. Wow. That's now, that's hilarious. Now, now, speaking of public acts at baseball stadiums, though, on the complete other end of the spectrum, did you guys see what happened in Toronto? Oh, no. A couple no. was caught. They snuck all the way up to the top corner of the Sky Dome seats where they thought they were out of view and decided to have some uh, public fun with each other. Oh my goodness. I heard, I heard this got, happened in Oakland too a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and they got escorted from the stadium. Holy shit. Wow. That takes some chutzpah, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that happen in Oakland because they were making a bunch of jokes about how they scored more than the A's do. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> wow. Happening Holy all shit. over. Wow. Thought. Oh my god. <laughs> So All right. From what I heard, they didn't get arrested in Toronto, so uh, good for them. That's Canada, yeah, yeah, different different laws. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> All right, one more baseball thing, and then we're going to talk about football. Uh, Matt, you had sent the text last night that there are only seven players in Major League Baseball history to have fifty homers before September. One of those players <laughs> is the Yankees' Aaron Judge. The other really cool stat with Judgey. Um, since he he's now up to 51 homers going into tonight there are only 10 players in major league baseball history to have multiple 50 home run seasons do you want to try and guess who the craziest name on this list is multiple 50 home run seasons Multiple 50 home runs the craziest name yeah 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 let us guess let us guess i like this yeah um so And, and i i guess i'll i'll give you a little bit of a prepper. I, I don't know, but 
it's actually not as crazy as like Luis Gonzalez's name being on the the other the, one. Uh, the seven players before September to have 50 homer list. Okay. Um, it's not Brady Anderson because he only had one. He only once. Um, Cecil Fielder. <laughs> nope. I think he only had one. Um, okay. Uh, you know, this, this is tough. Well, he definitely I was, only had one. Okay. I was looking at uh, 50 home runs because the Yankees have a surprising number of 50 home run seasons. Oh, I was gonna. Well, I had a cool Yankee one too, Matt. Where are you? Where are you going though? Oh, just that they they've got a lot. Oh, okay. Like more than a lot of Ruth, other people. Ruth has a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Gehrig. Yeah. Um. Actually, not Gehrig. No, not Gehrig. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's not even on the list. Yeah. Is it is it like Frank Thomas or Juan Gonzalez? Neither one. Good on guesses. Um, uh, is it you somebody? Gotta, you got to go back. Jimmy Fox, something like that. Jimmy Fox is on the list, but he's not the surprise. Okay. <clears throat> um, well, at least to me, he's not the surprise. Yeah. Harmon Killebrew? Nope. Mm, who is the dude for the for the Cubs who has the record for RBIs? Hack Wilson. Nope. Okay. Right, I think he hit anymore. I think he hit 50 once. Um hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I'll start to I'll start to name off some of the the other people. Yeah, uh, you already named off Fox, Ruth, obviously, uh, Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, McGuire, Griffey, Sosa. That's that's yeah. not, Sosa that's three, not surprising. Three sixty home runs. Yeah, exactly. Right, and, he, and he never led the league. Right. Wait, is the is the surprise a person who did do it or a person who did not do it? Who did do it? Okay, because what I just thought of, and we'd have to double check, but. Did Bonds ever break 50 other than the year he hit 73? Yeah, that's pretty wild, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's fucking Very crazy. Wild. Um, okay. Um who it's not else? Hammer and Hank. Somebody uh, like um is it somebody like fucking like uh Willie Stargell or Willie McCovey? Something like that? No, McCovey would have been a good guess. Yeah. A Rod's on the list. A Rod's on the list, sure. Um and obviously Judge. Nope. What about like um fucking what was his name uh Dale Murphy or like Dave Parker or Dave Kingman who was those guys back then no all right just no, just give it up Kyle. Mike Schmidt Mike Schmidt no nope. all right damn it yeah give it up now Ralph Kiner ah oh, fuck I thought about going to Kiner damn it ah <laughs> uh, that's uh that's some pretty impressive yeah yeah the dude apparently had some insane power yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay so before we go to football. We're, we're off the next two weeks at least. Mm-hmm. And Judge has got 51 going into tonight. They're in Anaheim, so um, they're not playing as of as of yet. There's still a half hour or 20 minutes until the game um, starts. Predictions. What's the final number? Um, what did you say, Matt? 63? I was thinking about That's what same. he's on pace for right now. 63. Yeah. I was going to say like 62. It's hard. Yeah. It's like when he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not streaky like G where like G hits every pitch out. Yeah. And he gets hot. But like when he's hot, he'll hit like he's, he seems like he's getting into a hot streak. Now. Yeah. I mean, it's like three games in a row, isn't it? At least two games in a yeah. row. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'll, I'll tell you while you think, Colin. I did look up his uh, spray chart on baseball savant today. He, he, he'll let it out anywhere you want. Yeah. Was, anywhere. It was impressive. Now, and it looks the, easy. The majority yeah. of his base hits go to left and left center. Yeah. But his home runs are everywhere, which is yeah. just frightening. Yeah. 
It's really yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday's was an oppo. Uh, the the night before was like what dead center or yeah, something. I think so. Like yeah. The, mm-hmm. the bomb. Um, yeah. So, I'm gonna say 65. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking because it's it's so interesting. Like, if he is getting into a hot streak, like I could honestly see I could see him getting into the upper 60s if it goes long enough. That's the thing. But if he all of a sudden turns cold and if people start walking him a bunch. That could, you know, that could stop him in his tracks and then he well, might not even get 60. Well, here's the real interesting thing. And we'll try not to get too nerdy about Yankees and lineups and things like that. And we will talk about football, <laughs> but Benny hit a homer yesterday. Mm. And so they had DJ leading off Benny hit in second and judge hit in third. They're doing it again tonight. And guess who's protecting judge. Gabby. Rizzo or G G. Yeah. So I think G's the key to this. Yeah. Not only G staying healthy, but if G gets hot. Yeah. Like, are you gonna are you gonna walk around <laughs> judge? You walk both G? of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like it's that that part of it, it's really interesting to me. Like if G if he can figure it out for even just like a two week stretch, like like he he's done so many times in his yeah, career. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and and um but but they were talking about that last night, like or, or well, I read about it this morning. I mean, they were they were like, the reason Judge is getting pitches to hit is it's just simply because G's back in the lineup. I mean, yeah. it's, it's that simple. Yeah. So imagine him getting hot. Right. Oh my God, that'd be pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Matt, can I say this? Just, just I, I, one of the things I was looking at today, Matt Carpenter is eighth on the team in WAR, and he's played in forty-seven games. Unbelievable. Like yeah. They were talking about how with G out, while G was out when Carpenter went down, that essentially the protection was gone. Yeah. And uh, so I started doing some digging today. I was and like, Judge oh, wow. still has over a thousand OPS. Yeah. In- yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the last thing there, Matt? Oh, just, just the Carpenter stat. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I have one before we move to football, real quick. So talking about 50 plus homers and the Yankees and all that. There are three people in you guys probably saw this graphic. There are three people in Yankees history to have multiple 50 home run seasons. Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Aaron Judge. Pretty fucking and, cool little yeah. trio. Well, yeah. Well, A-Rod didn't do one of them was in New York. With the yeah. Yankees. Yeah. With the Yankees. With the Yankees. While, with, right. the Yankees. while okay. with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah very special. Really cool. Yep. For sure. Yeah. 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 All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun. NFL football. I love college football. I know you guys don't give a shit. Penn State's going to wreck Purdue tomorrow. That's that's what I'm hoping for. <clears throat> Let's talk about the NFL. I am going to assign each of us a topic to convince our listeners. Like we have to convince our listeners to... Um, to, to be on our side of the topic that I assign you. Okay. So my topic is going to be, and I, and I just switched this up in my head like 20 minutes ago. So I have not sure. had time to think about it. Sure. <laughs> I really, I really did. I really did. My topic is going to be to convince people why the green Bay Packers are going to win the super bowl this year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Matt's topic is going to be why Saquon Barkley is going to win, not just comeback player of the year, but MVP. Oh, <laughs> oh man. And Ethan's topic 
is going to be why you should support the NFL and watch the <laughs> NFL. Oh God. Oh Jesus so who Christ. Wants to go first? That's terrible. This is just terrible. Okay, I gotcha. Um <laughs> keeping it simple. Um there's no nowhere but up for the Giants offensive line. Like they can't <laughs> they can't get worse. They can only get better. Plus now, and this is actually an argument I was, I was um, just as I was glancing through uh, social media and sports, right? I mean, who, who are the Giants, two, n- number two and number three backs, right? Essentially, they don't have a third down back. They don't have a feature back. It's going to be Barkley this year. It's just him. So he's going to get probably 80% of the touches from, from carrying the ball um, this year for the Giants. So he's going to get a lot. So he'll get a lot more touches than he has in the past. They're not going to be babying him coming off his injury. The, the the line has to get better, right? <laughs> I mean, they have to yep. get better. Yep. And I'd say he's got he's got half a season under his belt of normal play, right? <clears throat> Coming since he came back last year. And I mean he was he was touch and go last year where he would get like what a couple games he only got eight or nine touches. But yeah. Um so while I still will never say that he's a generational talent, I will say he's got to be in the top five this year at the very least. So um, is, is it, is it tough for me to say MVP and comeback player of the year? Absolutely. Do I think it's in the realm of possibility? Absolutely. Um, especially after <clears throat> kind of that really, I mean, half, half season he had last year, right. Is that about right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what else are the giants going to do? Right. Daniel Jones still can't <laughs> throw the ball. So I mean they could they could be a um, a New England Patriots playing the Buffalo Bills style offense. You know Daniel Jones throws the ball three times and Saquon gets you know sixty five touches and they win the game. So uh, <laughs> right, well, that's I legitimately got to be the two concerns. Right, is like is the line actually going to be any better? <laughs> um, and will they score enough points in general to like commit to running to the ball? Because that's what would happen so often last year is like Barkley would get his eight or nine touch touches in the first half. They'd be down three touchdowns and he's not touching the ball the rest of the game, you know? And, and so those those are, those are legitimate concerns. I think to have now, now my, my tough spot here is they didn't draft alignment until the fourth round. Mm -hmm. Um, Right? Am I looking at the right thing? Wide receiver, edge, cornerback, edge. No, did they did they draft alignment at all this year? Oh, that's twenty twenty one. Okay, well, that's what I was gonna. Did they do anything to improve the line in general, like free agent signings, uh, trades, anything? Okay. Do we know? Okay, seventh pick overall was an offensive tackle. Okay. Um, sixty seventh pick overall was a guard. Okay. Uh, they got a uh San Diego State tight end in the fourth round and then another guard in the uh fifth round okay so they were trying so okay so there's there's some talent there in the guard the tackle the seventh pick is coming out of alabama so and he he's got like sport goggles on in the picture i'm looking at so <laughs> i'm saying that's a good draft move right there. Get the guy <laughs> with sport goggles who played for nick saban yeah yeah okay that i like that um, so you, you got to hope that they get better. Now, again, I will say 
and, and I wish I could find the blog where I read this first. Um, there are, I really, really want you guys to be able to draft or to, to draft an argument that Saquon is the best in the league despite his line. I don't want to hear the line being used as a crutch because um, <laughs> there's no good way to measure other than yards after first hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that- you know, so they, they looked at people like Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry who were, you know, I, I think there was one season where Chubb was averaging his first hit one yard deep in the backfield. And so they look at now, and again, to be fair, Saquon appeared on the list, but he wasn't toward the top. He was kind of in the middle right, in terms right. of like, give the guy a break. He can't even pass the line of scrimmage without being hit. So um, he is in the mix there, but I want to see him at the top. I do want to see him at the top. I can, as, <clears throat> as much joy as I get making fun of the guy, I don't, I don't want to see him do poorly. I do want to see him do well. Yeah. Yeah. That, now, that... I, now, I think. He's still a smarter choice to stick with than Daniel Jones. We can get like we can get into that sometime other you know down the road, but yeah. So that's what I was going to ask when you were talking about that, Matt. Is you know like in baseball we have like fielding independent pitching. You know we have we have various stats where you can really isolate things. In in football, is the best that we know of, at least off the top of our head, just the, the yards after first hit. Like there's no other way to isolate. I mean, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I guess it would be pretty. I mean, yeah. It, unfortunately, even though you're both our team sports, uh, baseball is so much more independent when you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Right. True. Whereas, yeah. you know, if, if two out of three defensive linemen are in the backfield, every time you're, you're handing the ball off, that is going to affect how a, a running back, um, you know, is able to can do their job, yeah. You know, especially with, and, and this is with, I'll say, with the prevalence of zone reads now, that's even more difficult. Someone blowing up the play can really affect the zone read. You know, old blocking schemes where it was just like you hit this hole, like, okay, yeah, if you're supposed to hit the the three gap on the right side, um, you know, so it's, it's odds on the right, evens on the left. You know, if you're supposed to hit the three gap and someone on the left side of the line blows up the play, you're still going to be through that, that gap and, you know, you're going to be down the field. Um, but inside and outside zones, a lot of time rely on the play developing and the back actually reading where the hole is. So an outside zone, literally, I remember when they were, when they were trying to teach this concept to us, and this is why it's hard to do at lower levels, like an outside zone, you are literally just stepping towards the hole and blocking whoever's in front of you. So if, if you've got a guy head up on you and you're running to your right and you step to the right and the guy heads up, goes to your left, don't worry about him. He's, he's your, you know, your next, the next guy down the line, he's his concern. You are looking for whoever's to your right toward the hole. And it's, that's why it's, it's hard to say, you know, a specific, if you're running a zone read, there is no specific hole to run through. It's literally find a guy in the path of where you want to run the ball. And then the running back, his job is to let the play develop and find the hole. So yeah, if, if the play is being blown up by two or three linebackers or linemen, every play, it's hard to do his own read. And that's, what's prevalent in the NFL now. Yeah. So um, I, I ended up making a stronger argument for Sasquatch than I wanted to, but yeah. <laughs> um, it was very good. Also, I hope your Packers argument, Colin, is going to be uh, 
that Aaron Rodgers is just going to be high all year on ayahuasca and, you know, he's going to play out of his mind and not remember a single thing. Or argument number two is going to, should be that he's got no, um, no side piece to worry about anymore. So he can focus on football (laughs) or number three should be that he's so focused on how much he looks like uh, B list movie stars that he might actually, you know, channel some of that Nick Cage energy from Con Air and win a, win a football game or two or a, you know, win a fucking NFC championship game. Well, funny enough, I was actually going to take the same <clears throat> angle that you took with the Giants offensive line and say, like, I mean, really, the only place to go is up for Aaron Rodgers and his legacy. He has less Super Bowl wins and less Super Bowl MVPs than Eli Manning. Let that sink in. <laughs> remember it <laughs> but this is this is the year the NFC North is a joke the NFC in general is wide open Russell Wilson used to play for the Seahawks now he plays for the Broncos you know who the Seahawks have starting as their quarterback Geno fucking Smith like come on the NFC is terrible Daniel Jones is starting in New York. Like Tom Brady. Tom Brady looks like he's going to fall off a cliff. Dak Prescott gets hurt every other game. The Eagles never have a good quarterback. Like there's no, there's no competition. And so I think this is the year where because of everything that you talked about, Matt, less distractions, wanting to prove people wrong, having having the conference to himself essentially. He's going to get a lot of rest at the end of the year, because they're going to start the season like 14 and one or something like that. Lock it up real early, get some rest, old man Rogers. And then when he needs to turn it up in the playoffs, he's going to have an Eli, Eli Manning, like run where he just carries <laughs> the Packers through the playoffs and does things that we've never seen before, because he's never done anything as incredible as Eli Manning in the playoffs. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Uh, you know, I will say, uh, I'll, I'll let that those those comments go. But I will say, um, they've got one of the best lines in the, the league, despite their injury problems. Yeah, they've got a really powerful one-two back tandem with Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, they've got a defense which last year and this year has finally been uh, skilled enough to match the offense. I mean, the the, the defense is finally living up to, you know, being a formidable unit and all, and all I'm looking for there is just give me a defense in the top 10. Like, I don't need to be, I don't need to be the Rex Grossman's bears defense. I just need to be a top 10 defense. Um, really the only question mark is wide receivers um, without Devonte Adams. He's got, he's got Sammy Watkins question mark. He's got Russell uh, or Randall Cobb question mark. He's got Alan Lazard. Um, who they're saying, you know, he trusts and is going to step up into that major role. And then you've got kind of a lot of question marks in terms of rookies, first or second round or first or second year guys. Um, But that's it. Like, come on, man. He's going to, he's going to tap into his Eli Manning magic and make those receivers out to be like Plaxico Burris. Yeah. But you know, what's going to happen is what they've like, throughout this whole this whole decade they've traditionally had like the bottom in the bottom three of special teams units every damn year and that somehow 
costs us every damn year, whether it's uh, if botching an onside kick recovery or not making field goals when you should, or like giving up 40 yard punt returns in NFL playoff games, like it all, Oh, I mean, they've got so much they need to fix, but on the special teams unit. So hopefully they can turn that around too. Well, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to the Packers coming to Charlotte to play in the NFC championship in January. And um, Matt, I will buy you a ticket. So. Coming to Charlotte, you think Baker's that good, huh? Oh, Baker, DJ Moore, that wide receiver they just traded for from Jacksonville. <laughs> it's going to be a fun year. You're not looking forward to the the uh, Packers-Giants beat down this year? In <laughs> what London? week is it? Oh, it's, it's London. London. Oh, geez. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I'm not looking forward to it at all. But Man, I just looked at uh, Rogers' uh, stats, his career, for the first time in quite a while. I mean, I know we, me and Colin specifically like to tease Matt and everything, but like, holy fuck, is he good. (laughs) It's like really unbelievable to look at. I mean, if you look at like, especially if you just look at touchdowns and interceptions, uh, I mean, it's like mind bogglingly good. And it has been for over a decade. Um, Like, holy shit, he is, he's really incredible. Um, And the fact that he was 38 last year and he's like, the last two years, his age 37 and age 38 years, he's as good as he's ever been. Yep. Um, it's like, wow. It's uh, really, really impressive. That's the maddening <clears throat> part. It's like, come on. Like, <laughs> he's, why can't we figure out everything else? Like, yeah. Yeah. You guys are like, I mean, what is he probably, a, what is he like a top three quarterback of all time at this point? Would we like him and Brady and I don't know who else? But like, I mean, you look at that's what's been tough is the number of NFC Championship games you've lost because of yeah. an uh, a special teams blunder or him never getting to touch the ball. Um, you know, it, it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's like the Angels wasting Chow and Otani or it running. It feels like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, at least they get to the playoffs. I don't know if that's that's true. Exactly that's that that's true. Angels, it's worse. It's worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Ethan, bring us home. <clears throat> All right. Why, why um, should we care about the NFL? Uh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, you guys did a great job. I'm very impressed with both of you. Um, I'm going to do my best here. Uh, the NFL, um, you know, a billion dollar juggernaut industry, most popular sport in the, in the country by far. Um, and, and that's for a reason, right? You know, this, this isn't some schlub game. This is an exciting sport full of action, full of great personalities and characters. Um, the athleticism is incredible. And actually, I'm not being sarcastic there. We are talking about truly amazing athletes. Um, so if you want to see like the best athletes in the world perform amazing feats week in and week out, you know, the NFL is what you want to watch, right? That's the, these people, what they can do with their bodies, what they can do with their hands and their feet. It's, it's truly amazing, truly incredible. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, you're just, you're just a regular schmo like me. Right. So, uh, don't worry about off the field stuff. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry about, don't worry about Roger Goodell or the league and anything that may or may, they may or may not have hidden about various, uh, you know, health issues or head injury issues. Don't worry about all that. You know, when you get home, it's the end of a long week, you know, 
and the weekend comes, you just want to have a beer with your friends and watch football. Forget about the rest of it. You deserve it. Just enjoy some football. Don't worry about anything else. It's all good. You deserve it. <laughs> you know, that Ethan was spin like that. You should work in politics. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man. To, to, to all of our listeners out there, that is like a really low blow. For me to say that to Ethan, so yeah, right, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I, I, I already feel skeevy for saying that. Yeah, that's like the worst thing I can imagine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, being in politics, but um, you know, I might as well have like punched punched your mom's cat or something. (laughs) Right. Yeah, but it is a fun exercise, actually, Colin. I'm really glad that you came up with this. It's it's a really fun exercise to have to. to have to argue for something that you really don't believe in. Um, so yeah, that was, that's, uh, that's very interesting and kind of, kind of thought provoking to do that. So yeah, good call. I, I don't want Saquon to do bad. I just don't, you know, <laughs> I just don't want him to do good. I just don't yes. believe in Colin's faith in him. Okay. And the other thing I want to point this out. So yeah, Matt, Matt made his comments a little bit about Saquon, but I want to point out that like out of the three of us, Colin still managed to like poke at Rogers and poke at the Packers and poke at Matt like five times during his spiel. Just he still man- he did his he did what he was supposed to do, but he still managed to bring up Eli Manning like four times. <laughs> uh, it's so great. I can only do it with you guys. Career five hundred quarterback Eli Manning, two time Super Bowl champion, two time Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gonna take that to the grave. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mario right. Manningham and David Tyree deserve those MVPs. That's yeah. right. I know Tyree like never played another down. Did Mar- did Manningham ever play after that year? Yeah. He played some. Okay, but he wasn't like yeah, a star or anything. Yeah. No. No, he just screwed Penn State in two thousand five and Oh yeah, he was what was he Michigan, Michigan State? Michigan. Yeah. Worst yeah. loss in my life. Oh, is that the one that's your that's your worst one? There, I know there was a Michigan State one that you really uh, that you're yeah, really bitter about too. The Mich- yeah. Michigan loss, two thousand five. We we should talk about that next time. Let's let's talk about the the worst losses we've experienced. Oh, as sports fans. Okay, actually, I like that. Yeah, let's do that. That's a good one. <clears throat> Tease everybody. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Think about that'll it. Be, that'll be good. I mean, I already have like two and a half weeks. Does it, yeah. does it have to be like like professional sports, or could it be like a game I participated in? Uh, whatever. <laughs> we'll let, we'll both. Say, both. let's pick. Let's pick like two or three each. Okay, okay. I like okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we'll be back in like three weeks, right? If we want to resume like the week, four, I get back four weeks, five weeks. Who knows? I mean, I'm ready to resume the week I get back, which would be three weeks from now. What? What's uh, that week? The week of the nineteenth? Yeah, the week of the nineteenth. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be on. Uh, we'll be back in everyone's ears on the twenty-first. Yep. Yep. It'll be interesting and, to see where Judge is at then. That'll that'll yep. be fun. Yeah. Yep. So we'll catch up on Judge. We'll catch up on the worst losses of our life. We'll talk about football. Yeah. That'll be. NFL will be two weeks in. College will be four weeks in. And whether the Yankees figure their shit out. Yep. Yeah. Just yep. in general. Yeah. And Pujols might be at 700 <clears throat> homers by then. Yeah, that's true. That would be pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Only the fourth. Yeah. Fourth player all time. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of your more uptight baseball fans would say third, but, uh, whatever. Yeah. Bonds did it. Yeah. He did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Bonds did something. (laughs) Steroids. Uh, Flaxseed. 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 It is funny though, really quickly, and we got to go, but like really quickly, you know, talking about like steroids and stuff and like the Tatis, uh, positive test and anything like that. And, and even like Robbie Cano, what's wild to me is if you look at the pictures of the guys in like the late nineties, early two thousands, like go and look at pictures of Bonds and McGuire and Sosa. Like they look, they look fake. They look like artificially huge. Like, like it does, it doesn't look natural. Right. Well, well, no, to, in addition to that though, look at, look at pictures of Bonds on the Giants when he artificial Versus Bonds on the Pirates. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, that, I mean, is, the, that is the most damning. So stark. So Again, stark. Same thing, you know, early early 90s, oh, 50 home run, A, you know, A's McGuire versus late mm-hmm. 90s, 70 home run, A, or Cardinals McGuire. Like, yeah. Like, he just yeah. went from a big guy to a really fucking big guy. Yeah, yeah. And so the thing is, like, and I guess the reason it, it, it seems – I mean, I don't know. It's hard to think about degrees with all of this, but like Tatis doesn't look anything like that. Cano never did. Um, I mean, Cano, you know, was pretty thick, but like never anything like that. And so the people who are still doing stuff or whatever, there's there's nobody there's nobody who looks like that. There's nobody who is like blowing up the sport the way those guys did who are who who are there's nobody doing things that were like inconceivable, right? For Sam, we've talked about this before. For Sammy Sosa to hit 60 home runs three times in four years is inconceivable considering the entire history of the sport. For McGuire to hit 70 and then 65 in back-to-back years, inconceivable. For Bonds to hit 73 and then to intentionally walk 120 times, to have an 863 slugging, everything he did, right? Inconceivable, right? But nowadays, you know, yeah, you have some really incredible players. You have amazing things. Aaron Judge could very well break 61. But he's six seven and two eight hundred and eighty pounds, yeah. and he can just he can poke a ball out four hundred feet, no problem. But what, what's crazy <clears> though <throat> is the next closest player with home is Schwarber with thirty six. Yeah, like, that is where it's like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. That's where Judge is special this year. Yeah, it really like, is he's amazing. Fifteen ahead of the next closest person. So I don't want to. I don't want to hear shit about Shohei Otani. Like, yeah, okay, you, you hit some home runs, Shohei, but. Yeah, and you pitch every fifth day, but yeah, your the rest of your offensive categories suck, and Aaron Judge is miles ahead of the rest of the league. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I absolutely. Think, I think that can be a topic for the next time too. Has the shine of Otani's specialness already worn off, or is it just a symptom of being on the Angels? He, like if he special, played in New York, but... would he still be like you know how excited we were about it last year? And I was even excited like when the Yankees played the the Angels um, at Yankee Stadium, and they weren't on so late. But um, I don't know. It just seems like it seems like people, and, and maybe it's because it's Judge and it's New York, and and this home run record is always sacred no matter what. And people are like, yeah, Judge is going to get the MVP this year. But like, I think by most numbers, Otani's having a better year this year than he had last year. Um, but Judge has still been better. Yeah, Judge is just oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, but, Otani's yeah. special, but yeah, the he is, distance yeah. between Judge and everyone else this year yeah. is incredible. Yeah. I do think that's interesting, though, Kyle. We should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All right. Well, I'll make sure to listen to this. I'll save it, and I'll listen to it the day before we record so we can remember ah, everything okay. that we were supposed to talk about. Okay, sweet, sweet. <laughs> All right, boys, any shout-outs before we go? 
Nah. Nothing. We are. <laughs>